The Luca Nation. Uh, we're really fortunate. Today. We're really fortunate today. We have the buyer of the legendary 1952 Mickey Mantle PSA 9 here today. But this is no accident. This is not an accident purchase. Rob is a super intelligent serial entrepreneur. Uh, he's an actor. He's been in movies with Bruce Willis, and he's had a ton of success with his brand, Dope. And we're going to cover all that. And I hope Luca Nation, what you guys take out of this today is, one, you know, what's made Rob successful as a business person, right? What's behind? Why, did, why now? Why did he choose to buy that mantle now? And a whole variety of other things. But before we get into that, you know, I've seen you on interviews with ESPN all the way to Forbes. DJ Ski is apparently all over you, which I wish you the best. That's going to go great. <laughs> Uh, and the press is pulling at you, Rob. But I want to know, you know, the kid, the 11-year-old kid inside of you. When you open that package, you know, when you cut that package open with a knife, FedEx arrived, what did you feel? When I got this mantle? Yes, sir. Man, you know, it was uh, two armed guards and a big truck that came. And, uh, you know, I was just so excited. I knew they were coming. Yeah. And, you know, just the anticipation was crazy. I had, you know, scouts looking out for the car, the 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 truck and, and um, sending me pictures. I think it's here. I think it's here. Um, so, you know, it was, it was incredible. It was a blast. And, you know, since then it's, it, the feeling hasn't changed. It's uh, got goosebumps, you know, it's, it's so honored to have it. You know, it's, I know it's super important for the hobby, this particular, you know, it's, it's history and it's um, fine art. And so, you know, I'm just honored to be able to hold it and to have it in my possession um, for as long as I do. Love it. Yeah, I mean, we are in the hobby knee deep and a big thing now people are, uh, I'm shaking. It's almost become, um, it's almost become a, uh, a cliche. You know, people are, or they post pictures in the Target and they're able to find cards out in the wild in retail. And they say, oh my God, there's a box of hoops here. I'm shaking. Or breakers are online and, you know, they pull a, you know, a Lou Dort out of 99 and it's, uh, oh my God, I'm shaking. Look at this. I mean, you're holding a Mickey Mantle of one of the one of the four best copies of it ever in your hands it's got to be a surreal experience yeah i mean you know uh, i own a five and when i finally was able to trade up and consolidate for that uh, you know this fat guy was trying to do a call wheel i hurt myself so i can only imagine what was going on <laughs> when uh when that thing arrived that's awesome stuff so no um, but a five a five is great you still have the same card you know and that's the thing is as long as people buy what they love and what they, you know, you're a Yankees fan. So yep. I think that's incredible that, that you have a five and that that's that you bought something that really meant something to you. So I think everybody should just buy what they're able to, to buy, you know, whatever level they're at right now. I think that's incredible. Yep. No, I love it. And I mean, listen, so, so, so how long have you been in this hobby? Well, I mean, you know, I collected as a answer. kid. There you go. A lot of ways to answer. <laughs> I mean, every, everybody collected as a kid when I grew up, you know, and, and then, but I wasn't collecting like I collect now, obviously. I didn't come from much. So I was buying the cheapest packs uh, if I was lucky. I remember we'd go to Walmart and next door to Walmart, there was a uh, card shop and that was my highlights of, uh, of the week. Yep. And, um, you know, so put them all in the little, you know, binders and, um, you know, the whole nine yards. And so then I got back in August of, of, of 2020 yep. and fell in love with it again. Um, you know, from a business aspect, it was a blast because, you know, I love to buy and then eventually sell businesses and buying a card is essentially the same thing. You get that same high of negotiating and, uh, and getting a deal done that you do kind of buying a business. So, 
I love that aspect of it. I love the, the growth aspect of the sport, you know, basic economics, supply and demand. And, um, you know, as more and more people find out about the hobby, the more demand happens and therefore the prices have risen. So that's obviously cool. Um, but all in all, it's just been an addicting hobby that I've loved to collect. I love it. So Luca Nation, if you take nothing else from this, Rob was you. Rob is all of us. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is, you know, you, 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 what you get from this is we're going to, we're going to give you a little bit of layers behind the, uh, behind the guy here. Right. Because, you know, it's easy to look at a headline. It's easy to look at a headline and say, wow, you know, $5.2 million on a piece of cardboard. We'll get to that. We'll get to why that cardboard and we'll get to why that I, personally, I, I don't want to spoil your answer. But I actually think that was a great price, but we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But Guys, you know, if you're listening to this and you're one of those people out there who opens every week or so, you know, a box of retail with your with your kid, or you know, you're you're a young kid starting off in this hobby, um, you know, you're in the flip game, you know, you're out there buying and selling, you're on Star Stock or you're on eBay and doing your stuff, you're putting binders together or cards. That was Rob, not that long ago, right? And life has taken him on his journey, and now it's nostalgia, right? I mean, this is what what's bringing you back to it, right? I mean, it's, it really is an amazing thing. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I came from the South side of Indianapolis and I went to, um, you know, Perry Meridian high school in Indianapolis. That's not the nicest high school. Um, you know, it's, you know, yeah, I mean, it's anybody can do it. It's just, I think we limit ourselves in our own minds. You know, I think you're, you're raised in a certain area and you're, you, you don't know what else is out there and that how big you can go. And really the, the world is endless and you can go anywhere that you can dream of. And I truly believe that it's crazy, but you just kind of have to know it's possible. You know, we, we've had a, we've had a few people on here and I mean, rips was like the 16 year old prodigy who invested in uh, Giannis cards when he was 12 and he's like a million dollar collection, but we always like to know, you know, what were the failures? What did the, what were the purchases or steps that you took that, you know, may have seemed like a perceived failure at the time, but brought you closer to this because, and, and I asked that for a reason, because FOMO in the hobby is super real, right? There's a lot of people who are looking at your 5.2 million mantle and they're like, man, I just wish I could add something even a 10th of that cost to my collection. And they've maybe made the wrong buy. And I want to urge them that it's a long game. Patience is okay. You know, we're all gonna have our mistakes. So I'd love from someone who's as successful as you to share a few of those stories with our Luca Nation, if that's okay. Yeah, so I think when you invest in anything, let's say you're gonna put in um, $500 into anything, the mark, the stock market or cards or Bitcoin, whatever you're going to put into, you know, you should put it, you should stagger your investments and that way, you know, so you put in a hundred dollars in this month, a hundred dollars in next month, hundred dollars in the next month. That way, if there's big ups or big downs, you, you cost average it out and, the, and then you're pretty safe. It's just the oldest um, advice in, in the world for investing. Unfortunately for me, I had FOMO in cards. I got it in August. I surrounded myself with other, you know, guys that were super excited about the hobby and I went in hard and I just put in so much money into the hobby so fast because I'm like, man, the prices are skyrocketing and I got to get this card. I'm never going to see it again. Um, and I, I basically threw out all my own advice because I let myself get into the hobby and I was having fun. You know, I wasn't doing this as an investment side. I was just having fun. But if you look at it from an investment side, I should have basically pieced that out because as we know, August it spiked and then right after it, it dipped. Um, now we're back up over August prices. But so that's where I learned that, um, you know, 
if you're doing this as an investment strategy, I think you need to cool down a little bit. Don't get too excited. Um, the cards are always going to be there. And, uh, and you just buy when you can. But more importantly, just buy what you love and have fun with it. You know, with, with um, like Nike in the 80s, right? What they did really well was uh, the brand deal with Michael Jordan, where they crossed over apparel and culture. Yeah. I feel like you've done that kind of in all of your businesses. But if we just talk about dope, yeah. what you do really well with that is you integrated something so simple, like clothing, apparel, and you integrated it with culture, which is another really a word for art, right? I want to be like Mike was the saying. You know, yeah. all this, like Wiz Khalifa, Justin Bieber, Kendrick Lamar, Jay-Z, Big Sean, all under the dope, wearing dope brands and making it cool. And I feel we're at a really interesting stage with the hobby where, and this isn't my words, guys, so don't, don't send me all these DMs, where people were, are like, we're, it used to be nerdy, and now it's kind of cool. And I think we're going through that transition with the hobby. Are you seeing that as well, Rob? Yeah, and I think it'll continue to happen. You know, So more and more celebrities are getting into this, um, and they're posting about it. I think that's where you look at 2016 when it spiked. You know, you had a few guys that were pumping up certain cars and then they, they sold off and, and they tanked the market again. Whereas this, you've got more and more people, again, basic economics, more and more people coming into the hobby and it's, it's on the news every day. It's celebrities posting about it every day. So it is becoming the cool thing to do. And I think, you know, even with my brand, um, you know, I've got a lot of great friends that are in entertainment and, and sports and you know it's um i'm sure that now they're looking at going oh shit rob's paying what for what you know maybe i should jump into i think that's great i think that's natural because it is a blast to do this and so yeah i think it's going to continue to become more and more cool well it's borne out in the uh in, in the last year right i mean think what is this the sixth card in the last 12 calendar months or 11 calendar months that has sold for nine hundred thousand dollars or more you know you got your trout you know, you got uh, Giannis and LeBron, multiple cards that have sold, you know, just in the in this last year, since February of last year, for approaching or more than a million dollars. So this is becoming the norm. Um, it really is. And, and there's been an explosion of, of, of the hobby and of pricing. So, yeah. Think it does of it as fine art. <clears throat> I mean, you look at Andy Warhol, Basquiat, Picasso, whatever, you know, I mean, those prices are absolutely insane. The Mona Lisa, which I consider... This 1952 Mickey Mantle, the Mona Lisa of sports cards. I mean, it's the most iconic card. Um, so you look at the prices of those. Am I crazy to think that this card will be the same as, as a Mona Lisa? And there's, you know, yeah, probably that's that's a, those things are highly valuable. But do I see these prices continuously rising? Um, I definitely do. Rob, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how much you know about our uh, Luca Nation podcast, but we're, we're super consumer friendly. Like we, what, most of what we do comes from our audience. And, and before you hopped on today, we, we, you know, did a preview and our audience asked some questions. So if it's okay, I'm going to kind of funnel them in as the conversation goes. And one that I felt is relevant here is from Coach Ferreira, awesome guy, by the way. You know, he's, he's asking, do you think, because this is the Mount Rushmore of cards, do you think it's kind of a rising tide that raises all ships? Are other vintage baseball cards going to follow? Yeah, of course. I do think so. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I'll, I'll elaborate on that. I think the mantles are going to go up. I, I think I saw, you know, Ken Golden uh, put a, you know, he, he did an interview in October about a PSA 8 mantle 
that he was expecting to sell for four hundred thousand dollars yesterday. I saw because of this this sale, he's expecting the one that he has an aid in this coming auction to sell for near a million, if not breaking a million. So yes, it should it break a million. Yeah, I mean, look at look at all the historical data of of all the other iconic cars. They've all ten x more than ten x. I mean, look at you know LeBron James a thousand bucks in October now twenty seven. Jordan nineteen thousand last year. You know now it's two hundred twenty thousand. Even Jackie, you know, fifty thousand last year. Now four hundred. Yeah, it's a great, it's a, it's a great point. It's a great time to get into it, Andrew. I'll let you get a million questions, but but I kind of, I kind of, I kind of, you know, dropped my little hint on this, saying I was surprised it didn't sell for more. Um, <clears throat> and here's why, right? Um, it's become a a, a top end market, right? There are now buyers in here who are going to compete for the the best copies of this, and we know that there are three tens. Right, and uh, the owner of the Diamondbacks owns one of them, and you know it's a very private owner. Or another, they're basically they're basically priceless. They are basically like I, I, someone would like to say they're worth twenty million, twenty five million, thirty million. I heard somebody say they're worth twenty million when the Mantle Nine was two point eight. So if it was twenty million then, what is it, fifty million now? I, I have a feeling that you, you, trying to put a price on that is like trying to put a price on a ticket into heaven, because literally they're not something that the owner will ever sell because they cannot replace them. That's when something becomes priceless. When there's three tens, Rob's card, uh, unless I'm mistaken, I think this was a PWCC. You know, a, what a they're like they've evaluated those, at, and there's only what six of the nines. I mean, this is the yeah, best, one. The so best this is, nine. Yeah, so this is like the fourth best copy of this. So it, it it basically is one step below that. So that one, it's a little differentiating factor also. Right. But but you know, more importantly, what are they ten? total you know, nine total between nines and tens it literally is a, something you cannot replace the, the next time this comes up for sale maybe a, a nine or a ten maybe five or ten years from now and who right. knows how much it's going to appreciate by then so that it's it's just yeah, that's number one number two iconic so mantle's iconic think of and this is obviously you know I can, I can come up with 20 cards, but think of LeBron James rookie cards. And LeBron, so the high-end stuff, we've seen some high-end prices, a million dollars, you know, and change for LeBron autograph. I'll just look at my own collecting history. And you want to talk about mistakes, Andrew. <laughs> Rob, you'll, you'll, you'll make fun of me, right? You'll make fun of me on this one. I'm sorry. Don't, don't, don't hate me. But LeBron's Chrome rookie card, just his base Chrome rookie card, right? That Chrome rookie card um, sold in when 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 i really started getting into basketball not back into the hobby but basketball you know we really started getting back into it in 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 2018 um i bought three and they were all over you you can buy as many as you want i bought three of those lebron the number 111 chrome um base cards for a thousand dollars each a thousand dollars and i think they're selling this week for twenty seven thousand. i think i saw you know i mean so so you want to talk about a card that's a 27x in less than two years on that card. And it's not just the base. Oh, people telling me, oh, the base did that. You know, you can't compare it. Mantle's a different world. Okay, well, in golden auctions of that year, okay, I know this because I was a bidder in that auction. There was a LeBron James PSA 10 refractor in that, in that auction, a refractor in that auction. And I was bidding on it. And there was another card. And I've told the story before, Luke and Nation, so I'm sorry if you haven't heard it, but I needed to, you know, to point out the... Uh, you know, the, just the appreciation and the high-end blue chips, right? Another card in there, I'm a Yankee fan, and sometimes it costs me, but Aaron Judge was like all the rage. And the year before, he was great, and he was injured, so his cards had come down, and there was this heritage red ink autograph um, limited to 69, but there was only like 10 PSA 10s. There was a PSA 10 red ink autograph of, of Aaron Judge, and I'm like, oh, this card's going to be a monster. He's going to come back and hit 100 home runs next year, and this is great. So 
I was bidding on those two and I ended up because at the time I was still a baseball guy. I bought the Aaron Judge card for like four and change in the golden auction and the LeBron sold for like six, $6,000, okay? And I think I've sold the Judge since at a loss. <laughs> and the LeBron, what was the last one? 120, 100, I mean, you know, that, that, that card is also 20 x for, for, and that's a high end 20 x so when you do the math on this, Rob, the last time a, a, a PSA 9 on this sold was 2.8, 2.9. So this card hasn't even 2X'd. So you just, I mean, 100%. Just, easy math on it, right? I, I think it's a bargain. I mean, I think if, if another one of these came off for sale next week, it might be $10 million by itself. So I saw this and I'm like, not surprised. Not surprised, but I, I'm a Yankee fan, so you know, take, you know, I, I gotta. No, but it sounds that. like you're a stats fan, you know, and, and yep. you know how to do math. I mean, yep. I, I felt the same exact way. Yep. Yep. Cage yes. is a math guy. My theory, and I've <laughs> talked about it quite a bit, uh, but, but you're, you know, most of the people that used to hold the LeBron Chrome were what I call non-accredited investors, you know, retail guys. What I'm seeing is accredited investors come into the hobby and they're not in such a rush to flip, to double their money because they want that card. They like that card. They, it's their guy and they, they're yeah. in no rush to make a profit. And you're, still, you're seeing a lot of high-end inventory is drying up. I, I've made this point a few times on our podcast uh, this year, but I think 2021 is when high-end inventory dries up and it becomes way harder to get some of these museum quality pieces yeah i would agree i mean yeah it's it's you know it's, as long as they get into strong hands you know and that's what i think you're right they're, they're doing but why mantle rob well for me you know i mean it's like you said he's the most iconic um well if you look at let's use the the baseball example that you mentioned mm -hmm. yep you know he could go out and get hurt again or he could go to the bar drink a little bit too much and go home and, and drive or you know there's a singer that was out at a bar and you know he was making out with girls during covid <laughs> and that just destroyed his image you know these guys as, as great as they are they're humans and, and they can make a mistake um either on the field or in their personal life and that would scare me you know putting four million dollars into a card where a guy is still playing every night i would be so worried what is he doing tonight, you know, or when he's playing, is, is he going to be okay and not get hurt? You know, I would be on edge every day because if he does get hurt or if he does say something stupid or do something illegal, that card goes from 4 million bucks to, to essentially nothing. And, um, you know, so. I see, I see a that, world where Rob is buying a high-end Luca and the security mm -hmm. guards that he had uh, bringing his mantle in are now following Luca around <laughs> to protect Rob's investment. <laughs> I'm paying for his driver, I'm paying for his security, <laughs> his trainer. like, Luca, come on, man, I got your trainer, don't you worry. Yeah, Luca, people are starting to say you look a little flabby. Come on, I gotta protect my investment here, let's go. How about, <laughs> yeah. how about, how about a protein shake? <laughs> <laughs> no, 100%, you know? And so that's where with Mickey, you know, it is the most iconic card. So why wouldn't you just go for the Apple and, um, you know, less risky? And yeah, I mean, there's just so many reasons. 100% on the analysis that you put together. I mean, these other way undervalued in my eyes. And I think the other cards are also undervalued. And that's because in the news, you've been seeing Giannis and Luca and all these kind of new records and people forgotten about the iconic cards that really made the hobby what it is today and the priceless art that um that's already been there so that's where i think this 
this news, it maybe puts it back in their mind. Like, oh shoot, I forgot about the most iconic thing, the, the most memorable piece of the hobby. And so I think all those cards have been undervalued. You know, prior to this, I bought a four, then, or maybe I bought a five, and then I bought um, a six, then I gave that to Aoki because he said that was his favorite card, or you know he wanted that card, and uh, we're good friends. So so wait uh, one sec. So I mean, I say hey, I gave it to Andrew, and if everybody knows what you're talking about, but yeah, so but that's like you, a Tyler Hero Prism you gave me. Yeah. So but you so you just gave a card. No, no. Steve no. Aoki was like, hey, Steve, you know I like your music. Here you go. <laughs> no, no, no. He I have a PSA six. Okay. Right. He, he bought it for what I paid, you know. But he's a great friend, and uh, you know, so for him to have a card that he's wanted. Um, I had to, you know, come on. I was honored to to give it to a good friend for the price that I paid, you know. Steve um, has a card I want, so next time you're going to give him a card. I need a, I need Charizard back. I need, yes. you know, come on now. Let's go, Rob. You know, you'll work with he me. Lo he loves that Pokemon. He's become <laughs> the face of it. He's, he's an incredible guy. He really has. Did a lot for charity, right, with that last auction that he did and all that stuff as well. So that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. What are, what are some other, like, let's flip the script. What are some of the, I guess, quote, unquote, lower end cards that you've picked up this year or might be looking at picking up do you dabble in you know we, we talk about modern nba being kind of like the heartbeat of the hobby <laughs> uh but you're a vintage investor what have you looked at from that angle by the way before you jump in i never know where we're going because none of this is scripted and you start talking about steve aoki and celebrities and andrew starts the question over oh what are some of the other low end and i thought he was gonna say low end celebrity and call steve aoki a low end celebrity and i'm like what are you doing no it's low end no he's that, that. have you listened to his music that guy is awesome what are you talking okay so low end card steve we love you you can come on the show anytime we can talk about pokemon whatever you like but uh, so other he's an a-lister brother sometimes my heart it's like comes out of the Yankee shirt here. I never know. <laughs> uh, so, okay, low-end cards. Um, you know, I, I have um, Beckett 9 um, Nike promo cards. That's a low-end. Um, you know, 1985 Jordan. I like it because it's got Nike and Jordan together, but I, I, I like the Beckett 9s. So you got one. on in August. I'm guaranteeing you have some uh, – some, um, who was hot in August? Mbappe. Of course, they got Mbappe at the height. <laughs> 2000 bucks a pop. <laughs> See, so there you go. By the way, that's the answer to a couple things. So he's got some Mbappe because that was the hot car. I mean, Rob's not not immune to this stuff too. And that, Well, that's, that's the thing. You learn, right? So, you know, at the time, I was buying the hype and buying what everybody was saying. And then, then I pivoted and said, let me figure out my own strategy. Let me buy what I think is iconic and what I like. And, um, and also maybe go against the grain a little bit. If everybody is going one way, it's a little too late. So I'm gonna figure out my own strategy and figure out what else, what I think is undervalued instead of just jumping on the hype train. So that's so why I went. Two refrains that Andrew bangs home every time with Luca Nation. You just hit both of them right there. And it's one, the, the whole buy what you love, but more importantly, you know, pair that with just because everyone's doing it doesn't mean you have to. Right. And, and, you know, it's not going to be perfect. The whole Dobby journey is not going to be perfect for you. Right. So you've only been this from August till January now, really hardcore. Obviously, you know, you do your research, you did it as a kid, but it wasn't a straight shot to the moon where it's like, Hey, I'm going to become an expert and I'm, I'm getting this Mickey Mantle card. No, your journey took you on some turns as well, where you were, you were chasing the hot card and you learn lessons from that. So trust yeah. me, that's our audience. They're, they, they understand. I, I have that. <laughs> trust me i have that too so Ti you know, tiger woods upper deck number one it's like 2001 tiger woods base rookie i love that card tiger obviously changed golf the guy is um the goat of golf 
in my eyes, you know, um, obviously there's some other incredible people along in history, but you know, I bought a lot of that card. That's a low end card. Um, Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, <laughs> please, but, don't tell, please don't tell us the story of how you've had a hundred of them in your shopping cart. We <laughs> all know that. the story. Yeah, everybody knows the story. He was just so quick to hitting that. He almost hit the checkout button for 85 a pop, but he didn't. Yeah. But, but that's still that's still an iconic goat card. That's that's you know I don't know what it's going for right now, but um, you know a thousand bucks or whatever for you can still as as a collector you can have the goat and you know his rookie four and a ten for a, a great price. You know, yeah. so I think that's a cool thing to add to someone's collection that I, I'm definitely a fan of. A question from Tony people. from Tony Harley: How do you how do you plan on displaying the card? Um, you know, right now, uh, it's, you know, protected in the vaults. Don't want to get robbed, but I'm working on with yeah, the intended. <laughs> yeah. The car got robbed already. <laughs> but you know, I, I don't buy things to put them in a safe, you know, I mean, I, I love to look at things and, you know, so I'm working on the, with the insurance companies to figure out how I can have it in my house on display while also being protected. So, you know, the great thing about this is if somebody does steal it, let's say, you know, what are they gonna do with it? it right. It's a very rare card. They can't resell it in the same case. Even if they popped it out of the case, it's such a rare card that people are gonna know what card it is. So it's not like, you know, somebody that would steal it, what are they gonna do with it? Um, good luck, are they gonna sell on the black market? I mean, I don't really, it's kind of a pointless, pointless there's a lot easier better things to steal steal some cars a lot easier to flip those things um they come after me but so but i i am working with the insurance companies to figure out how i can protect the car but also be able to display it you know I, I have a vision of putting it you know like an art canvas and then putting it in the middle like a white canvas and the card in the middle i think that would be really cool but so can't we'll wait see. to see what you do with it. Don't lock it up because it's one of those one of those things that should be shared with the world. You know what I mean? So that's it's cool that you plan on displaying it. Yeah, of course. You don't get to see these things too often. So, and I think it's cool to just have it on the wall. You know, I mean, I, I've got incredible uh, an incredible art collection. You know, this is to me it's it's art, and it's like you mentioned before, it's a priceless piece of art. So you've got to display it, but. You know, of course, I understand their concerns and how we have to protect the investment from an insurance standpoint. So I've got to work on that first, yep. and then I'll pull it out of the vault and, and uh, hopefully display it. It's great. See, what I love about the mantle, just to, I, listen, I'm sorry, I'm geeking out on it, but, you know, I apologize, is, you know, I love cards that have stories to them. You know, and yeah. another layer of complexity, right? So, so this card has a story. Obviously, now it's a huge press story, but the mantle itself, right? So there are, you know, big cards, pre-war, post-war cards in the in the hobby that they have stories to them you know honus wagner you know that's not the rarest card in the world but it's got a story to it not no one's 100 percent sure that's a story but you know the story goes that that's the least printed t206 card because he was not a fan of tobacco and didn't want his image on tobacco products you know the the 1933 gaudi uh napoleon lajouet right so that's card number 106 they made that 140 card set they purposely left out card number 106 of the set so that people couldn't complete the set and then people complained and wrote into the company and said, hey, where's card 106? And the company mailed out only to people who wrote letters that Napoleon Lajoie card. So that's why it's rare and it's a story to it. The mantle, 
you know, Tops was not huge at the time. I mean, people think about it now. Wow, Panini can, I say it a bunch of times, Panini could take a dump in a box and sell it for $1,000 to anybody right now. It would sell out in five minutes. And, uh, you know, so, so to think that Tops, you know, overproduced the 52 Tops cards, especially in the high numbers, um, you know, double print, they actually dumped cases of that product yeah. in the River. So, I mean, like, that's a, an amazing little backstory, not just for your specific card, but for the mantle that just, it brings it to that other iconic story level in the hobby, you know? So yeah. I think, you know, as far as, as far as, you know, cardboard goes, we've heard a lot of people talk about, um, you know, this as fine art. Gary was on in October, Gary V was on talking about how there are certain pieces that are going to be considered fine art. And this card clearly exemplifies that. Love it. I agree. What else you got, Andrew? What other questions you got? This is, this is a little bit selfish for me, but uh, if you could, you know, we've, we've talked to Rob and he's been wearing the collector hat, but the, the businessman hat, the CEO, Rob, um, and this, you know, I'm curious, I'm an aspiring entrepreneur. A lot of people listening to this are aspiring entrepreneurs, 20 to 30 years old. They've had some success in the hobby. You know, you've sold businesses, you've made money, you've made these beautiful investments. Can you share a few lessons that, you know, might be transferable between business and the hobby that, you know, someone listening to this could, could implement in their life? I mean, there's so many, it's, it's, it's the same, you know, like I said, when you're negotiating cards, it's like negotiating a business. Um, even when you're, you know, I always think you should go big and dream bigger than what you think is possible. Same thing. Like instead of me negotiating on, you know, and Mbappe, I, it's the same effort, the same negotiation, the same time, the same, you know, struggles to do that deal as it is the Mickey Mantle. So when you're doing a business, always think big, you know, if, if you're going to shoot for a, a business that you're like, oh, I think we can do $100,000 a year, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You should shoot for a business that has the potential to do billions of dollars a year. Because again, you only have the same amount of time in the day. So it's the same struggles, the same pain the ass and the same work hours to do, to do both those businesses. Um, you know, I also think, like I mentioned before, business, you, you are investing into different assets, you know, don't go all in at once. Don't dive into the waters with both feet. You know, um, I think there's so many correlations between business and cards that it's, it just makes it a lot of fun. That's why I think I'm so excited about the industry and I, and I, I like it so much because it's, it's a lot of fun. You're not sitting there looking at a screen all day playing a video game. You know, you're hunting for things, you're doing research for things, you're looking at the population report, basically to see how rare it is. You're looking at the demand, so basic economics, supply and demand, and then you're negotiating. And then maybe you're watching the market if you, if you wanna exit that to maybe put the money into something else. And then you're watching the market to see the values, how they've come up and gone. Or maybe, you know, you're rising the price like a business. You know, when I buy a business, I like to make, incremental change in the first 60 to 90 days where it adds value to the business um you know let's use this card for example so you're gonna send it to uh you're gonna send it to sgc incremental change is that is it, you know, it's, you know crack it out in the psa i've already i've already cracked the card um, <laughs> sgc gold label. yeah, yeah. It's, you're gonna send it's, it to Beckett. you're gonna send it to uh to B gma BCC. it's going to gma yeah bccg or whatever i just yeah. got a nine super pumped <laughs> I love you know what I love the most about this right is 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 you know a lot of headlines yesterday I mean it was it was literally everywhere like news feed my my son came up to me and said daddy did you see this Mickey Mantle and I'm like yeah buddy it's hard to not see it but it's easy to see those headlines and say okay 
all right, here's somebody who doesn't deserve this card. Somebody who knows nothing about this card, who paid the money is not going to appreciate this card. But I love that we have you on because you're, you're talking about cracking slabs. You're talking about pop reports. You're talking about you're using hobby slang. And I know you've only been in it since August, but, but you know, that makes me feel more comfortable because obviously this is a grill that I would chase. If I happen to hit the mega millions or the, the, you know, the, the, um, the Powerball tomorrow, I'm going to offer you 10 for the card just because I know that no one's going to be, you know, out there, you know, selling these things. So, but it does give me a little bit of peace knowing as a Yankee guy, you know, someone who, you know, aspires to own this card, that it's, it's someone who's going to appreciate it. And someone who's, you know, uh, appreciates the hobby has actually done some research. You already did. I tell you, since since (laughs) I jumped in, you know, I'm, I'm on the phone hours and hours and hours a day talking to the leading experts in the field, um, you know, analysts, auction owners, dealers, you know, getting definitely a wide range of information and opinions on everything uh, since August. I mean, I definitely dove into this and it's become my passion. So yeah, I mean, I've, uh, I feel like I, I learned a lot in the beginning and I've definitely learned a lot since then, but you know, it's just something if, if you want if anything you do, if you've got to be good at it, you've got to dive in. And that's what people, you know, they, they want the good life, but they also don't want to work for it or they don't want to put the time in. And that's where, you know, this one, it's, it's become a passion. You have to, you have to do what you love. And I definitely love this hobby and uh, got in deep. You I think mean, you're going to be, go ahead. I, I did a little research on Rob before, uh, before this conversation and, and you'll look and you guys uh, just go Google Rob go. Uh, you'll see all this stuff as well, but it seems from my perspective, every business you've done, you've given a hundred percent effort. You're not someone that's just jumped into something, buys it and just puts it in the drawer to the right. Everything you've done from my perspective uh, and from what other people have said as well in interviews is you go all in, you're an obsessive. And I think that's really cool. And it's enlightening to hear for other people. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, if you're not, if you have to go hundred percent if you're going to do anything. And, you know, even with this, this card, you know, I mean, just to do all the media and things, it's not like I just bought the card to put it in my safe and see you later. You know, I, I think this is growing the value of the card. I think it's also growing the hobby and yes. which are both are important. And that's, um, you know, I wouldn't, that, that was part of this, you know, to buy the card and to really bring light to the hobby to as what it is. It's an, it's a diversified asset class. We all know that it's beat the S and P 500 and now it's just dominating it. And um, it's here to stay. I, I think what's cool if we just go back, you know, Ed Milet, Patrick Bet David, Gary Vee, they attribute a lot of their business success now to collecting and trading cards early on. And you mentioned something about dreaming. And, and I'm curious, you know, I've been called naive a lot. Uh, why adults lose the ability to dream? So I'll, I'll ask that question, but then it's, I think sports cards is such a cool metaphor for dreaming because you know you start your collection you have nothing but you're able to say if i just do these six moves i could own that my kobe psa 10 rookie and then when you feel that first kind of dream come true with cards and it's tangible you build a little bit of confidence so you know i guess my my question is from your perspective why do people stop dreaming and how how can we help inspire them to dream and believe that you know they can live bigger lives because i think that's such a big deal you know, once you, when you're a kid, you haven't been hurt yet, um, you know, and then as time goes on and you start to realize that the world is dangerous or that this, you know, this could happen, then your mind starts to protect yourself. 
So you start to just be more cautious. I mean, look at, you know, a kid or a dog, you know, when they're first young, they're, they're just, um, they have no fear and they think anything is possible. And then as you get, as they get older, they learn, they, they get bit, they, they touch the stove and it's hot and they burn themselves. Or, you know, so I think that, that kind of puts people back in their place to where they're afraid to take risks because they know that they're going to get hurt. Um, but you have to, you can, you got to still take risks. You just have to be smart about it and you have to calculate the risks. Um, and you have to be well thought out. So I think that's, Personally, that's why I think as people learn, you know, they're told by their friends, oh, you can't do that. They're told by their parents or their teachers, oh, you can't do that. I mean, I had a professor in, at IU that told me I was basically an idiot. So I switched, I was like, all right, screw you. And I switched from IU to IUPUI and, and got my degree there. I was like, okay. Um, you know, but you just have to, who cares what anybody else thinks? You got to just keep moving on and, and believing a hundred percent in your own mind that anything is possible. I like guys like Rob, cause you know, you'll watch his interviews. You'll be so level-headed and good looking chap, uh, charismatic. Uh, you want me to leave? It's, cold, it's a stone cold killer inside. The guy is a straight up competitor. So don't get it confused people. So I got to ask because- Am I right? We, you're right, what, that he's good looking? You, you've, you've tried to get me in this a bunch of times, man, and I'm not going to do it. I'm the good looking one. So, but he, listen, I give credit to the, you know, to, to our guys who ask the, the, the hard questions out there, right? We have we have so many Instagram groups and guys, if, if you, if you want to get in a group with us and I respond, I kind of almost got into it yesterday. Well, probably not, that's too much. Uh, uh, pristine slabs. So, and I'm, I'm going to ask you, Rob, I mean, great, great, great uh, listener and supporter of the show. And, you know, he, he basically says, look, I don't know Rob's financial situation, but, um, you know, why, why the mantle? You know, why the mantle? Why go with that instead of smaller cards? Why go with that? You know, do you really think that's going to appreciate more as a one single asset than, say, trying to buy um, a bunch of Michael Jordan cards, you know, or whatever it is? And just so I'll take this in two ways. One, my answer was, it's easy on paper to say I'm going to buy 25 Michael Jordan rookie PSA 10s right now for $5 million. But what I, what I explained to, to pristine slabs was once the first three that you get for that price are gone, first of all, you, you can't even find any more for sale and they're not 200 or 250 anymore. Now they're three, 354. I mean, you might not even be able to get 20 of those Jordans. So that's first and foremost, but um, you know, so I'll let you answer that. And then the, the offshoot to that, what I want to hear from you is, for guys like Pristine and for our guys out there, you know, who aren't spending $5 million, maybe they're spending 500 or 5,000. You know, what, what do you see for the hobby going forward? Where do you think is a good place for them to put their money? Should they be looking for vintage? Should they be looking for modern? Should they just be buying something that they like? So it's a bunch of questions rolled up all into one there. So take it however you like, but I got to give Pristine some, some credit because we kind of went back and forth yesterday about like, you know, is, is the way to get a better ROI you know, 10 cards that are easier and more liquid to flip than one card for the five, for the full 5 million. Yeah. So first of all, where to invest? So I always look and say, you should diversify your finances always, you know, even me, I own several properties, but I'm not putting all those properties in one state. You know, I've got one in this state and this state, and this state. So I'm like super diversified and I, and I believe in that hundred percent. So with cards, of course, you know, you should have some current basketball. And that's what I think he's talking about. Yeah, well, you get a bigger return, of course. Uh, but again, like we talked about earlier, those guys can get hurt and go to nothing. So I think you should have part of your portfolio as far as 
uh, current basketball, current guys that you watch and that you love and you want to root for, then I think you should have, uh, you know, a diversified portfolio of, of, of vintage. And again, those guys are more safe, the Apple, the Google stocks. Um, you know, me, I've even got a diversified portfolio of sports. You know, I do have the soccer. I do have um, baseball, basketball, football, you know, whatever. So I think if you're going to invest in this, uh, you should look at it as a stock portfolio. You're not putting all your money into a penny stock. You're not putting all your money into Apple. Um, you know, you even don't want to put all your money into the U.S. You want to have a diversified portfolio. So that's what I'd recommend there. Personally, I'm a, a more vintage person because, you know, I think iconic pieces are safer and I think they still will go um, to new heights. And, and I think people will realize that further because uh, of population and all that good stuff. But um, so why did I buy the Mickey Mantle and not the smaller stuff? Well, first of all, I do agree with your analogy on the Jordan. I do have uh, PSA 10 Jordans uh, for his rookie. Great card. Um, but at the end of the day, I got to sell a lot. If I, if I flip this thing for 5 million or for 10 million, let's say, um, tomorrow, which I do believe it's definitely worth at least 10 million. Listen, the um, Powerball, what is it? Mega millions is tonight. If I win that tonight, I'll give you 10 tomorrow for the card. So obviously well, I'm, not saying, are... I'm not saying it's for sale for 10 <laughs> oh, million. Damn I'm, it. I, I'm definitely saying that it's, he's it's reneging worth... already, Andrew. He's reneging already. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, but you know, if, if, uh, if I do flip it for, for 10, um, think about the work I put into that. I sold one card and, and doubled my money or even made five, forget about the double, forget the percentage. I made 5 million bucks. Think of how many cards, how many, you know, LeBron James, even, you know, his tops Chrome or, you know, um, Tiger Woods upper deck number one cards. I got to sell to make $5 million. So for me, I'm not a card dealer. So I buy stuff that I like and that I do think has upside. And, um, you know, that's why the Jordans, you know, I have it because I, I love that card. And I do think there's a lot of upside on that card. Uh, a lot of athletes are coming into the sport. Yes. They make a massive amounts of money. They, they get paid an incredible amount. And so, you know, they're, they're signed with Jordan. They love Jordan shoes. Why wouldn't they buy a Jordan card, a Jordan yeah. rookie PSA 10? There's only 317 of them. So I think those prices will go up. Unfortunately, you know, I bought five and sold three to my friends for what I paid, um, just like the Aoki car uh, or the, you know, I, I sold them to, to good friends because, you know, I, I like them. And so they got it for what I paid. But I wish I would have kept, uh, you know, I wish <laughs> I bought more. But I think it's super exciting that, that those guys now have um, those cards. So by the, way, by the way, guys, Rob has that story, too, then, because Rob has sold Michael Jordan PSA 10s in the last year, it sounds like. And, uh, you know, he, he's looking back saying, wow, uh, you know, I wish I was still holding those cards too. So, you know, even the guy who you're reading about today with the $5.2 million Mickey Mantle card, he has the same story, that same don't look back because it hurts your neck, but it's hard not to on a Michael Jordan PSA 10 card. I mean, he's got the same stories that we all have. So, and and you know what, I'm gonna layer on, right? Because as we're talking, and, and this'll this will come out, you know, tonight, um, you know, this is not a huge contract because he's in his 30s, but it looks like the Yankees, you know, somebody who might, uh, might you know, be interested in Mickey Mantle card. This is a low-end contract, a low-end contract. It looks like the Yankees are signing DJ LeMay, who six years, $90 million, right? So a lot of years for somebody who's in their 30s, but 15 million a year for a hitter like that is pretty good. But it drives your point home, right? This is, this is a limited commodity. Those Jordans, you know, that's an iconic brand for athletes themselves, right? This Mickey Mantle card, 
forget about 318, you know, it's great that you quote in the pop report. It's amazing, Rob. <laughs> so, but it's great, you know, that there's that many Jordans, but you know, you have the, the, the fourth best, you know, Mickey Mantle card that's out there. You know, DJ LeMahieu might want to buy it or- Why or, wouldn't he want that? Yeah, you, exactly. you, know, you, you call yourself a, a fan of baseball and you're in the, the league, you know, do you, if you're a baseball player making that kind of money, do you want to buy your peers? I mean, come on, I sure wouldn't. Uh, I'd want to buy the, the icons and, um, you know, there's, yeah. So I think those guys should definitely be scooping a vintage baseball. They've got a ton of cash. They love the sport. They're obviously massive fans. They grew up as fans as a kid. And, and um, you know, I wouldn't be buying my, I would, you know, that's why I think vintage is so important. I would not without, be buying my it, Without naming names, right? Because, you know, this is not, it's not a name drop and we're thrilled to have you on in, in and of itself. But you, you mentioned Steve Aoki was a friend and, and I get without naming names. One of the things Andrew has tried to impress upon me both on air and off is he thinks 2021 is going to be the year of the museum pieces coming off the market and it's great because I, I hate giving him credit i hate saying he's right because i'm always right and he's always wrong that's our dynamic okay oh, okay literally a week after a week after he tells me this is going to be the year see those jordans that are on ebay for ridiculous prices they're all going to be gone i'm not saying they're going to sell for the half million they want but this is the year where the high-end buyer comes in and takes all of these museum stuff off the market and in turn probably brings up the next level of cards to higher price because those become the the next level of attainable pieces when the rest of them are gone taking off the market and literally a week after he's telling me this whole it could have been like a master's thesis you know at, at wharton from andrew you have this card and I'm like, we gotta get them on, Andrew. It proves your whole point. Do you see that without naming names? I mean, are there people that, you know, in your sphere who are getting into this and, and they're gonna be looking for Mickey Mantle and, and the top end of cards and whether it's LeBron's or whatever, it, 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 we're gonna see what Andrew's thinking is 2021, those, those, those high-end museum pieces just vanish into personal collections. Yeah, I cannot tell you how many, you know, billionaire friends of mine reached out to me yesterday going, oh, I saw you on CNBC, I saw you. I mean, in the elevator at my office, I mean, it, it was crazy. So, you know, it just adds more, you know, they, they, you know, I've been very quiet about buying and you know, mm -hmm. I'm not the guy that's like, here's what I bought, go buy it. Uh, so I haven't really posted anything. And so now this puts it out there and it gives them the credibility, you know, they're seeing me putting money into this asset class and it's making them question, oh, am I missing the boat on this? Is this fine art? Should I put, um, money into this and you know I think it's um, yeah you're right it's I, I do see some incredible pieces coming to market this year I hope because I'd love to you know have a shot <laughs> at them um, but you know it's uh, yeah I, I hope they do but because they also see you know if for people to buy those they are what you called credit investors you know they're not just idiot investors they, they know how to invest. They know what's going to be important for the long term, And there's a reason why all these records are being broken. Um, I think everybody with, with, with money that's jumping in is, is definitely pretty bullish on the, on the so hobby. I'll tell you a week or two ago when it was a CNBC or MSNBC, I forget Andrew, which one it was because we've, we've done like 11 episodes since it's amazing, but, but they say, Hey, you know, alternate asset classes. And it's like buy gold, buy Bitcoin. And it was like Pokemon cards, sports cards. And, like, and then this. And so, I mean, it really is. I mean, the Andrew's institutional slash accredited investor versus retail investor thing. It, it's never been more accurate. And we're seeing Rob, what do you think of this? Because, you know, I mean, it's one of those things. I love. We're seeing people, or at least talk of funds 
you know, like exchange traded funds, people are going to be buying these high end cards and put them into like funds where you can trade, you know, these cards, you know, you think that also takes some of these high end cards. Have, has anybody called you yet and said, Hey, we need your mantle as part of our funds. It's been, it's only been a day. So not yet, but you got 20 million bucks. Call me. <laughs> oh, 20 is the price now. Listen, well, you know, it's funny because 2010, the, the funny part is a card like that. It's almost like you either have that kind of money or you don't. 2010, I, 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 I'm going to sound like a moron here, but, but I'm joking. Hey, if I win the Powerball, you know, if I win the Mega Millions that have that kind of money, there are a lot of people out there that have that kind of money. And there's only a few of these cards. So that's where it's, it, we, we preach supply and demand, guys. Well, the guys in that circle, they're not buying a LeBron base card. You know, they're going to be fighting like sharks over the top four or nine Mickey Mantle cards. <laughs> well, look, so, I mean, if, if you let's just say you're a typical buyer of a house, you're going to put down 25 percent of the house. So this you're going to put down, you're going to buy a 20 million dollar house, let's say, with this five point two. There's a lot of 20 million dollar homes out there. Yeah. So, you know, if, if I'm selling a $20 million home, another person comes in with a lot of money and they want it. And I say, no, I want 25. They're going to say, well, sorry. Okay. I'll just go buy the other $20 million houses. They're all pretty good. Um, but if somebody comes to me with 20 million and I say, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to sell it. Well, good luck. If you want this card, good luck finding another one for sale. Exactly. So that's where, you know, I do see the rarity aspect of there's only so many, this is the fourth best um, you know, there's other arguments that have said it's actually better than some of the tens. Who, who knows? But I definitely think it's it's better than all the nines. So, you know, good good luck finding another one. Um, and it's it's only worth what somebody will pay for it. It's only worth what somebody will sell it for. If there's no other. Yep. Um, so that's where I think. Yeah. What else you got, Andrew? So Russell Okun, right? He took half of his uh, salary in Bitcoin. I don't know if you've heard about this, Rob, but he's the one that publicly came out and said that, right? How many other guys that play in the NFL have been doing that, whether it's 1%, 3%, 6% of their salary has been going into alternate investment? And if you think about it, like LeBron, why wouldn't he buy his own rookie cards and also buy his childhood icon? To me, it just makes sense. Why wouldn't Luca buy his rookie cards and then maybe his childhood icon? I just, I personally think it's going to happen. I think it is happening. And we're just waiting for that one, two, or three athletes to start posting about it more. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, 100%. I think if you believe in yourself, you'll buy your own cards. Um, and if you don't believe in yourself, I think it's silly to buy your competitors, you know, your, your peers. I think you, you do buy the icons. And even if you're a basketball player, I mean, but you get into cards, now you're going to pivot and go, well, I want the most iconic cards in the sport. That's what I did. I mean, you know, uh, that's what got me back to, to baseball. So I think they'll also pivot and go to the most iconic baseball cards, even if you're a basketball player. I think it's smart. Again, diversification. Don't buy only basketball. Um, you know, buy, buy a well-rounded portfolio of cards. Question from Drake. And after this episode, I'm going to Allen and Ginter and buying Rob Go and Cage Lawyer cards. So nice. they need nice. to be available. You said Drake? Drake, Drake sports, Drake, not Drake, Drake. no. Drake. <laughs> Question from Champagne Poppy. Shout wait, out. wait, wait, be careful. <laughs> because Rob probably knows Drake. And we know we didn't get a question. We got a question from Drake sports cards. Yeah, Drake sports cards. <laughs> That's his account name. Got it. <laughs> would, it uh, would it have surprised you though, Rob? Just for those of us, does Drake often ask you questions? The real Drake? 
Now, Drake, you know, was uh, incredible. Him and Future did a music video that Director X directed for Life is Good this year, mm-hmm. or last year. Did over a billion views, um, and they were kind enough to include the only logo in the whole um, video, a dope logo. So um, they're all incredible. Director X is the goat of music videos. But yeah, I mean, you know, me, Von Miller, and Odell Beckham, and a couple of the guys we went on tour last year in, in Europe with Drake. Um, had a great time and they were super kind to us and, and welcoming, but he, he, he's, I think getting into cards for sure. Um, I, I hope so. I think he would be incredible for the hobby. Well, that all the Lowry cards are going to be gone off the market because, you know, he's a Raptors guy, but you know, what's funny about it. I'll, I'll get to the Drake question is your other question in a second. I had to literally just drag this out of this guy. You are the flag bearer for the mantle. I love it because you're not, you didn't buy it to trumpet it. You didn't buy it to brag. You know, you'll do a tasteful job of displaying it, I'm sure. Um, but you're not out there, you know, you know, uh, being cheap about it. You know, I have to, th- I, okay. we, it's a question about Drake, Drake sports cards that brings up a potential celebrity link to you. So I love it because there are people out there who, you know, can't get enough of themselves. <laughs> so, so uh, clearly that's not you. So if I, if I, if I can't own it, I'm, I'm glad to allow you to own the mantle. I appreciate you so much. And honestly, I'm just, I'm honored to be here. I mean, you guys have done an incredible thing for the hobby as well. And, you know, you guys are doing what you love. And if you can do that every day, I think you're, you're winning every single day. So it's incredible. I'm honored Thanks. to be here. Thank you. Can you, just, can you just become a hobby celebrity? He gets DMs from middle-aged, middle-aged guys. He has all of these requests. He can't even get through them. He, okay. he says, go log into my account and handle this. Uh, but, but, the question is, if you weren't running dope and you were looking to start a business in the sports card hobby, you know, what opportunities do you see or what interests you? You know, I think, um, you know, there is a lot of new things coming in. Um, insurance is one of them. AIG is, is, um, is a great insurance company that's handled for, for homes and high-end pieces. But, you know, maybe there's an opportunity for a new insurance company that specializes in things like this. Um, you know, I think VCP has done a great job providing information to me, but maybe they um, could could switch things up and be a little, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of um, opportunities that, you know, this hobby has been around more than these new people coming in like myself. So, you know, they need to either change and go with the new times and, and, uh, and become you know, more modern and go for the new guys, or they're going to get left behind, you know, look at Blockbuster. Blockbuster was the hot thing back in the day. Everybody, you know, thought they could knock and knock off their pedestal. Um, and then, you know, Redbox first came around and then Netflix and then boom, they're gone. So I just think that any business, you have to continuously evolve uh, with the times. If you don't do that, you'll, you'll probably get left behind. But, um, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of what I can see that that's, you know, I, I obviously PSA has been slow. You're kind of crushed, right? Right now? The what? Podcast in a content network. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, you know, it's it's think about ESPN, you know, when yep. when sports wasn't massive, it is as it is today, and when people said, "Hey, I want to do a um, a news show all day long about sports." I'm sure everybody thought they were crazy, and the same, you know, this has become it's so passion driven and so addicting this hobby, and people love it, and it's so much fun, and, and you're seeing values go up and up. I can definitely see people wanting more and more content and more and more opinions on the hobby. So, yeah, I do think that is a big opportunity, uh, more and more 
podcasts and, and shows and TV stations, I guess. I love it because it's 20, 24 hours a day consumable trading. You know what I mean? They had this aftermarket trading in the stock market, you name it. But these things, I mean, you're on eBay at two in the morning. It doesn't make a difference. 24 hours, yeah. you could be buying and selling this stuff. You could be making deals. You know, there is no, there's no off hours. There's no after hours. There's no closing bell. So I, I, that's what I love about it. It is literally nonstop, 24 hour a day action. Um, and, you know, it's funny because you'd think, you know, Andrew and I, someday will be six months of doing this, you know, nearly 200 episodes you know, you think, oh, you run out of stuff to talk about, but no way. The hobby is the gift that keeps on giving. Something else happens every day. We could do three a day, you know, so there's always something to talk about. There's always something to do. Um, so, Rob, hey guys, uh, I hate to cut you off. I've got another one uh, yep. right now. Okay. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll let you jump off. Uh, Andrew, you got any final questions from anybody? You know, you want to uh, wrap up with Rob in the last minute we have with him? People want to know the last, what, what's next for Rob in 30 seconds or less. I want to chase the Mickey Mantle every PSA grade. Um, you know, I want to complete the rainbow. Um, oh, nice. So, and, and also, oh, um, in, in honor of Mickey, I'm going to uh, coupon code Mickey Mantle will get you 25% off at Dope CBD. You got to buy the CBD. It's, it's good. So I want to do that in honor of, uh, of Dope and, and or in honor of uh, Mickey Mantle. Um, so coupon code Mickey Mantle. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Dope.com. <laughs> Mickey would love um, it. He would love it too. <laughs> yeah, of course. But you know, I just want to continuously, you know, build out the the hobby and, and and you know make it better. You know, I think my passion for it is um, would be great to be shared by others. So hopefully, people buy what they want, make make a lot of money doing it. it is is a bonus. But um, hopefully, we can make the hobby better and get more and more people into it, so they have the same joy that we do. Um, and yeah, that's that's, that's it. it. Look, I can't. I I couldn't have said it better myself. So listen, Rob, we love having you on. Thank you very much. Congratulations on the purchase. And uh, it gets let's started. do it again. I want to come back when we have more time. I could talk with you guys forever. So I'm sorry that Beautiful. today you didn't schedule the book, but but I would love to come back. Um, you, you guys' show is incredible. Love what you guys are doing. Um, uh, well, we're yeah, not going to say no to that. We'll definitely have you on. And maybe next time you will have broken your own record. I'm humming. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get to 10. <laughs> <laughs> all right rob we love you thank you very much and luca nation we hope you enjoyed this thank you so much guys we do appreciate you you're an inspiration for young entrepreneurs appreciate it rob you guys as well keep going keep growing thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the lucas tigers and bronze oh my podcast um do us a favor and like subscribe now you know what don't just like and subscribe everybody does that if you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my.